you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. The Around the NFL podcast alternates between being the big spoon and the little spoon. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. Dan Hans is here. Heroes with me, Mark Sessler, Greg Rosenthal, Colleen Wolf. Uh, and it is, uh, we touched on it maybe a little bit on the Sunday night show, but how about that? Kayvon Thibodeau. One of the most iconic, infamous guests in the history of the show, having a superstar moment. Um, that that is just that adds more juice to the squeeze, uh, Mark, from our interview years ago or months ago, I should say. Yeah, it feels like. Um, yeah, feels like yesterday. The interview felt like it went on for years. Actually, yes. Yeah, and we did. We asked him um, if he surmised after having spent an off season. You know, he's a very new to the NFL with Coach Brian Dable, who was new to the Giants. Whether right. he thought that Brian Dable was uh, would operate typically characteristically as a big spoon or a little spoon, and he refused to um, go down that avenue with us. He was offended by the questioning. Uh, That wasn't the only thing that rubbed him the wrong way, and I was pulled aside by a a high-up booker in the company and said, hey, man, what happened with that interview? (laughs) Wait, really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. And this is after two great interviews where I really established, like, a great rapport between Kayvon and the group, Mm. right? Like, got him in the flow of things. But they say they're going to wait till I go to Japan again. Greg kind of lives in his own reality sometimes. Uh, I think Kayvon went out of his way to kind of let you know that he wasn't your friend, as I recall. Right now, we're acquaintances. He said we were acquaintances. (laughs) You know, it's weird. I talked to him at the Super Bowl. Once I leave this, you guys are going to feel like you know me. And it's not because I want to be you guys' friends, but it's because I'm authentic. (laughs) But you do want to be our friends, I I, I don't. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I don't. He, he had, had so much personality when I talked to him last February. I don't know what well, happened with him. And he guys. had a lot of personality Sunday night during his postgame pressers. He was dropping gems. He's like Muhammad Ali on the mic, this guy. So if you if you combine that level of play in New York with that charisma. It's going to take you places. It will. What Ask a combo. And it will take you back to this studio next June. Very quiet time. Where we make things right, and I don't, I don't want to, I don't mean to be exclusionary with that, Greggy. If you want to be a part of it, absolutely. But it's almost like unfinished business for Mark and I personally with Kayvon. Uh, Justin was there, like watching the car crash uh, from the other side of the glass. It's a bit of a personal issue for us. I mean, I, I yeah. have friends who are, you know, longtime friends who were Giants fans who just texted like just a question mark after being like, "Everything okay, bro?" <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to just bridge the gap. I think well, I'm not a, sure a you buffer, are the. I'm not sure I would look at you as a bridge Mr. the gap. Mister, I'm person. Switzerland is yeah. now going to bridge the gap. I see that. That's not yeah. really they how it works. They can't all be winners. You all know? right. I in retrospect, it was maybe the greatest winner ever. <laughs> yeah, we leaned into it. It lost so hard that it ended up winning. <laughs> all right, a lot to get to today. Um, we have, without further ado, Connor Orr to discuss the elite um, Hallmark Lifetime Christmas and holiday movies that you need to see. And you cannot miss that segment. And you might say, oh, I'm a football guy. I'll turn that off. Do not turn off that segment because you're, you're going to miss something special. Yeah, you nerd. Yeah, you geek. It's going to be great. Uh, we also are going to preview TNF. 
uh, big one, Jaguars, Jets from the Meadowlands, and a little fun announcement at the end of that preview. Uh, is that a loser-goes-home match? No. For the Jets, probably, but not for both. I think the Jags even have a little wiggle room, given the Titans' struggle, Justin. Basically, whoever wins the Week 18 between Jags and Titans will win the division. It almost doesn't matter what happens. Feels until that way, then, right? Because, hmm. because of like, <clears throat> excuse me, because of tiebreakers. If the Jags win, they'll be two and zero against Titans. They'll have a tiebreaker. If the Titans win that game, they'll have a better division record, so they'll win the tiebreaker. I mean, so. if it doesn't matter, I if I were the Titans, I'd take two weeks off and get healthy. They're very yeah, except yeah. if the Jaguars lose uh, yeah. two games in a row, then they're out. Then so the, what are you talking Titans about? Clinch. It's a mini playoff game. They're both not totally out. Uh, it's like a little playoff primer. Yes, and that's not what people thought back in week three or four, by the way. So we end up getting a good game on Thursday night. Uh, also, we're going to do some news. Before we do that, again, it was um, it was lose your voice uh, Sunday and Saturday in the NFL for the uh, the radio announcers. We had the, the World Cup decided on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That guy's voice was cracking as he was screaming. So before we move into the news, uh, Harry Ruiz, who calls – uh, games for um, Raiders uh, radio network uh, for, in Spanish. Uh, let's see if his voice cracks on the infamous Chandler Jones snatch and score. Solo presión de tres. Ramondre Stevenson con el acarreo. Y Stevenson sigue de pie. Avanza de la 45 a la 40. A la 35 a la 30. Lanza el pase hacia atrás con Jacoby Myers. Y los Patriotas ahora simplemente. Chandler Jones intercepta el pase. Chandler Jones se mantiene de pie. Chandler Jones se va, se va, se va. Hasta la cocina. Cocina? Is that to the kitchen? To the house? To the house. <laughs> <laughs> to the kitchen. To the kitchen. I thought Casa was No, house. you're yeah. right. It is to, to the, the kitchen. To the kitchen. Maybe it means something different. I don't know. The most improbable. Why does everything sound better in Spanish? It really uh, so, does. It's so lyrical. I was it's just thinking language. that it's it really rolls off. It's a beautiful off the, language. Yeah. We need that. One word in the next. We need that for us. Let's do that. Let's let's. No one tops America. <laughs> Easy, Greggy. Oh Easy. God. What we're gonna do is we're all gonna we're gonna go dark during the summer. We're gonna become bilingual okay. and come back mm-hmm. and mark this one. You'll love. Yeah. We'll do every show in English. And then we'll take a break, we'll have a cup of coffee, then do the same show in Spanish. <laughs> I and just it, double up and, and I think it's a service. Gain a bigger audience. I so, mean, if we were more aware, we would have learned Spanish about 12 years ago if we really understood how this country so works. So you're all learning Spanish. Like, no one's going to learn German. We all took it. Did no you take it as kids? So we have a little base. We have a little base. Yeah. I took it as a kid, you know. Uh, Colleen's going to learn Latin, actually, just in case. <laughs> Arabic. Dead language. I just took, in case I it took Latin. I, I <laughs> flipped Latin from Spanish great. to Latin in high school because mm. it was supposed to be easier, and it mm-hmm. was. Uh, don't do that, kids. It's useless. Spanish would have been Gaelic, way better. Baby. Uh-huh. Gaelic's you, on fire. If you are, <laughs> if you are a, a, a young person listening to this, um, go learn Spanish. If you're going to end up in locker rooms, especially like in baseball, for instance, or many other sports or whatever, get that. Don't do Latin. No, that's a stupid. Just idea. learn another language. Yeah, full stop. My They're kids, like, oh, my it'll kids help are taking you a lot on of your Spanish. SAT. Says who? I I, I don't remember. Take your SATs please. and put it there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, <clears throat> I think that's what you did. Back in the and day. And then my uncle Bill. Sure. Always used to say, and he was right. He said, uh, "You got to take as many business and economics courses as you can." And my uncle Bill also said, "What's the last four letters of American? I can." <laughs> So anyway, this guy knew his, his stuff. Um, he also shot free throws underhanded and was very good. Bob Cousy style. 
So I feel like I should have taken more economics and business courses. Would have helped us in our career if we had more business. Yeah, I didn't take one. Not even one. So missed that boat too. Anyway, forget about the regrets. We got a lot to get to. We ended up okay. Yeah, look at yeah. us now. I took Uncle, Uncle Bill of, sounds I took a little... plenty of econ. Overrated. What econ. did it get? What did it matter? He went econ. What I mean, I took four years of Spanish like in that. college, and I can't do anything with Samesies. it. Samesies. Samesies. <laughs> All right, let's get to the news. Oh, by the way, before we hit the news, um, I want you to know, Justin, what we're about to play uh, is not did not come from this side of the glass, nor is it endorsed uh but it's quite enjoyable from Aaliyah and uh, our great editor friend, Jake. Or Drake, excuse me. All righty, we were reporting outside of SoFi Stadium for the Chargers-Titans game, and we are out here asking Titans fans who this man, resident Titans fan, Justin Graver, is, and if they know him. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, are we familiar at all with NFL Network around the NFL? Yes. So do we know, by chance know who Justin Graver is? I do not. Uh, no, I don't. Ouch. Justin? No. No. Grave Jigger? <laughs> Grave? Nah. Who was that? <laughs> no, who's Justin Graves? Titans Film Room? No. Never heard of the Grave Jigger? Not in a football context. <laughs> First thing that comes to mind when you see this picture? Yeah, I don't know this guy. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> don't know that guy. Beauty. We look like he's very studious. <laughs> oh, that hurts. The handsome cat right there. Yeah. Hey. Nice clothes there by <laughs> Derek and her fan. <laughs> Justin, your thoughts. There's got to be some. Oh, so, what, who is what that? Doing here? I don't even know who that is. No one else does. Wrong number. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to forget. <laughs> yes, Justin. <laughs> uh, something fishy is going on with that edit, I think, because some people would have known. Oh, wow. <laughs> he doesn't even believe the truth. No, I like that. I like that. Deny, deny, deny. Tell yourself that. Um, <laughs> very good. They wanted to play it on Sunday, like, and I don't know, a certain eight-foot monster that sits behind you and doesn't speak was like, oh, yeah, it'll be great because his parents are going to be here, too. And I'm like, what? That makes it a better thing to play? Well, Greg and I were I pushing for it hard on and Sunday. We were like, yeah, I think it'd be funny. They would like it. But uh, it felt like a tough day for the Titans fans and the Graver family. We don't want to. We had a lot of great wound. football to recap on Sunday. Okay. We don't need to bog it down with that. <laughs> right. Nonsense. That was you, a long pod. Anyway. You know, we know who you are, and many of our listeners do. And I, I do love you, Justin. <laughs> Thanks. That was. Funny. I think you're very studious looking, too. Mm-hmm. And, and good looking. Attractive man. Let's get to it. Um, interesting uh, scenario here uh, around Jalen Hurts. The. Quarterback of the 13-1 and now? Is that what they are? Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. 13-1 and Eagles. Um, He scored three touchdowns on the ground in their latest win. He also threw two interceptions in a game for the first time this year. And then we learned on Monday that he suffered a shoulder sprain, potentially related, Connie, to Mm -hmm. uh, throwing issues. Uh, And his status is in doubt for week 16 against the Cowboys. And, Connie, we, we hit on this a little bit on the Power Rankings podcast, which everybody should check out. But it's a bit of a delicate dance here now for the Eagles. You have Gardner Minshew as the backup. You have some, you have a little bit of cushion here with the Cowboys uh, based on picking up another game in the standings um, on Sunday and also the first head-to-head matchup win earlier this year. And yet, finding that balance between resting your guy and winning that number one seed, that's a tough one. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it all. Oh, of what course a t- what this a is going to happen for Colleen. right before Christmas. Come on. <laughs> um, you know, I think that... <laughs> 
Obviously, the news that it's not a collarbone is good. That's mm-hmm. positive uh, to hear that it's a sprained shoulder instead. They're not ruling him out yet, but I doubt that they play him, and I don't think they should play him at this point. I think that they should be careful with him. They need him down the road. And what we talked about on the Power Ranking show earlier was the fact that I'm worried looking into the playoffs now about the, the fact that he, the most improved part of his game this season is his downfield passing. And now I'm wondering how this will affect that because having that in combination with the way that he can move on the ground is why they have been able to find so much success. They're lucky that they have a good offensive line. Um, and of course we have another fast healer at this point. Yeah, That's Let's hear from Nick Sirianni who didn't rule that. out Hurts playing even this week. Mm-hmm. I don't put anything past Jalen Hurts um, as far as his mental and physical toughness. So there's a chance he could play this week. He heals fast. He's a freak. His body is not like part of me, yours or mine, right? And so I'm, I'm shaming myself there a little bit too. His body's not like ours. You know what I love about Nick Sirianni, by the way? One of the many things is uh, he looks like a guy that would be belly up at the bar at um, Patty's in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Except he's, he's being modest dude. there because we saw him at the combine and he's he's kind of a specimen. He's in great shape and a big dude. Sne- well, he sneaky. was like, I, I think the whole coaching staff was having a competition over the offseason to see who could have the least amount of body fat. Okay. So, really? yeah, they were. Um, that checks out. I like that company. That's a little different yeah. than like the 80s in the head coach ranks. Yeah, the coaching <laughs> that's staff. So not true. Here's Ryan the thing with scenario. the Hurts injury, though. If you could pick a scenario for him to hurt his shoulder, which is terrible. This is it. The Cowboys blowing that game against the Jaguars. Looms massive. The Eagles have the Saints and the Giants next. So you can still get Hurts back in the regular season for one or both of those if you want. Your magic number to get the one seed here is one. one. So you can just let Gardner Minshew start this game. There's a chance they win this game with Gardner Minshew, certainly. Uh, And if you don't, all you need is one more win or one more loss from Saints the Cowboys. You're basically killing time for the next month, and, and so you don't have to worry about I'm it. I'm with you. I mean, I guess it it would hurt his MVP chances, but I don't think the Eagles or Jalen Hurts are too wap- round up in that. Like it's, I to me, know, That would make a lot of money for Jalen Hurts it to would, be the MVP. But it, That's but, special. You're right. I bet he would you know, want to come back. I don't know if the team would listen to that. It argument. doesn't sound overly serious. And like The Philadelphia Inquirer to report that it would probably be shelving for two weeks. We'll see if that's even the case. But, I mean, I don't see – and then you'd, then you'd probably sit everyone with the place they're in in Week 18. So it's possible we don't see them until the playoffs. The only thing that worries me about that is, like, I don't like any player or team that takes this big break before a playoff game. Right. I, I'm more worried now because no one else is concerned. That, to me, is alarming. Yeah. And we would <laughs> never find out what the reality is with this shoulder spain, no matter what. But he, Like everyone's saying, oh, it's not that serious. He could play. I, I buy that. I buy if it was a playoff game, he'd be playing this mm-hmm. week. But if it was more serious, we wouldn't know. He no threw one that would huge A.J. Brown pass <laughs> right. after the injury. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. In other news and in other quarterback news. Injured quarterback news. Matthew Stafford, who you last saw, jeez, about three or four weeks ago now. The Mesozoic era. <laughs> so yeah. I'm on the sideline trying to be too cool in a hoodie last night. I was like, how many layers are under that hoodie? It was like five degrees out there. You think he needs to be in the, the big overcoat? He was so cold. Like he he looked like he was shivering. Like he's calling the plays and he's like, look the. But what does he stand the game from that? Vest, That's what though. I mean. That's, I was hoping there's some stuff underneath shirt. it. You had the heated leg heated pants. pantsuit, right? In Buffalo, that was a right? feels like pants. five degrees. I don't care. You need some. Here comes some Fidel overwear. Sassoon over here telling us how everyone needs to dress and look. <laughs> Fidel Sassoon. Um, That's a hair product. <laughs> I don't know. 
Matthew, Matthew Stafford, yes, he is on IR. Uh, deeply disappointing for the Rams, who, by the way, and maybe you heard this or maybe you didn't on the Greg Rosenthal uh, Monday Night Football podcast. That's the title that it is, by the way. Um, that the Rams have already tied the NFL record for the most losses for a defending champion at 10. Also, uh, the earliest a defending champion has been eliminated from playoff consideration. I don't know if that's a record, but it's close. If it not. tied it. And tied yeah, it. they're the worst defending champs ever. Uh, so Stafford, a lot of thoughts about his career. He's been banged up through the years, of course. He won the MVP, Super Bowl MVP. He won a Super Bowl. Uh, what else does he have to prove? Blah, blah, blah. In general, we haven't heard from Matthew Stafford until he appeared on the Morning After podcast with Kelly Stafford. Yes, his wife, Kelly, asked in a straightforward uh, nature, are you retiring to her husband? To which he said, oh, no. Um, so he'll be back. Will he be back with the Rams? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, where else would he be back? Any place where maybe the Rams could trade him if they want to go. Into- mm. Why would- wouldn't they? Why wouldn't the Rams, who are steaming towards a 4-13 and season, not consider trading a guy that just won the Super Bowl and recouping serious assets to begin a, a, a rebuild in earnest? Because then, then he would picks. retire. And Why well, would like he, Sean McVay wait, made whoa, a whoa, promise. Whoa, also, you have whoa, cap, whoa, 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 cap You're presupposing that he wouldn't be open to a trade also. Like, I am, yeah. Okay. At this point. That. But wouldn't teams be concerned about his injury history, too, and the way that this whole season played out and the fact that the elbow was an issue even before the Rams traded for him? Well, there's, there, there, there probably is always like, one team out there that would consider it. They, they would have a $50 million cap hit, too, if it was before June 1st, so they would have to wait until the offseason. I've heard speculation, you know, Stafford and Aaron Donald, the situation in terms of them playing or not could be different if they were, you know, in a competitive situation mm-hmm. this year. When you we heard spinal cord, it was like, oh, that sounds troubling. That you know, I don't know if ever, anyone or everyone believes that it's like the most serious injury ever. That they're actually kind of looking at Donald and Stafford not playing as a sign that those guys will be back because they're thinking about saving them for 2020. I think part of the issue is you've got to almost do a Cincinnati Bengals-esque offseason attack on the offensive line. You've got to convince Matthew Stafford right. that you've got a second and third round pick and then a bunch of six round picks. That's all you got. You go into next, uh, next offseason, you're five plus million in the red on the cap. I know the cap doesn't matter, but that's not a great situation. And if you, so you're right. If you ever try to move Matthew Stafford, you can't do anything financially. So how do you get these resources? How do you rebuild a line that's shattered and not run? They want to run it back. That's the big term from last year. You don't want to run this back. Mm-mm. No, you do not. In other news, uh, uh, Taylor Heineke is obviously a um, figure that's very popular with Commanders fans. They Despite the difficult nature of Sunday night's loss, they still are in the playoff chase. And yet the head coach is keeping it open uh, that Heineke might lose his job still to Carson Wentz. Rivera said in his press conference on Monday that he may have to think about a change at quarterback as uh, Washington attempts uh, to get off the mat after that defeat at the hands of the Giants. Uh, Mark, you're shaking your head. Well, I just feel like Ron Rivera has never had a likable buy-in, solid plan at quarterback in Washington. Um, He was lucky he had Cam Newton, where there weren't a lot of questions about that in Carolina. But I don't really understand why Ron Rivera would need to even float this so that we have to discuss it. Because I I get that Taylor Heineke is imperfect, but I am not nearly in the realm of thinking that Carson Wentz is this automatic massive upgrade. I mean, I think that Heineke at least has immense buy-in from the people around him. There's no perfect solution. 
They don't have a they don't have a great answer at quarterback. Um, go switch, go switch him. Go put Carson Wentz in, and then watch that thing go south and answer questions about that next week. Well, he's, Heineke is starting against San Francisco, but him throwing that out there would indicate to me there's a chance Wentz plays in that game if Heineke struggles. I think it's telling Rivera, you know, with the playoff spot on the line, recognizes that Heineke's probably been the luckiest quarterback in the league. Like PFF grading, only Zach Wilson is worse than him this year. No one has thrown more, uh, had more turnover-worthy plays in the league, you know, per snap than Heineke. And that, he probably thinks Wentz is a little better. And in a vacuum, I would agree. But it just seems crazy with this team the way it's gone to go Do you feel like anyone in the locker room wants Wentz? Suddenly started. Well, I think the thing is now Rivera has the option of using Wentz because last week was the first game that he was active since breaking his finger. So maybe now he's actually available to play. And if Heineke keeps turning over the ball or if they just keep kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, then maybe he does have to go to Wentz. I want Wentz in the Taysom Hill role. Wentz is like too proud of a guy to ever do it. But are you kidding me? Carson Wentz is the perfect Taysom Hill, Jeff Driscoll second quarterback to rotate in and out. Wow. Oh He's so God. big. Like, that's the best part of him. He's not really a quarterback, but he throws it he well enough. He does get enough. hurt, though. He's, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, at this role. point, you take, you <laughs> take the risk. Greg doesn't care about that. <laughs> I'm saying you use him as a runner. When they were when, a team that can't get the ball in on the goal line and you have a guy who's bigger than Cam Newton and is a great goal line option as a runner. I'm just saying. Greg wants Wentz as the sacrificial lamb. You don't think he, you say he's too proud? How do you know that? Well, I hope he's not. I hope start using him as Jeff Driscoll. Start doing a rotation. Let's Sounds get like a challenge. Greggy's on one today. As I we like all know, it. decided to really go ahead and uh, start to take command. <laughs> but Al Sassoon himself. Uh, <laughs> and two quick transactions. Sammy Watkins, uh, who finally, by the way, is 29. I mean, we've been waiting for Sammy Watkins to be 29 here. years old for 10 years. Uh, he always seemed to be like 25, and you're like, well, he's been in the league for 10 years. Well, now he's 29. <laughs> kind of looked like 39 on the field with the Packers this year. Not a lot of juice, and they uh, cut the former first-round pick. He is going through waivers, um, and any team can claim him. Jonathan Taylor also, uh, one of the more disappointing seasons of any player this year, always hurt, suffered a high ankle sprain. Um, in Saturday's loss to the Vikings, and he has now been moved to IR. So Taylor, who battled ankle issues uh, for much of the year, is done. And um, now the Colts can say, how do we get 2021 Jonathan Taylor back? Let's fix our offensive line and find a quarterback. So a lot of things to do. Taylor is not the problem there, but the season was a problem for him, just like many other Colts. All right, that's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break, and then we'll hit the Thursday night preview. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back. Let's get to Thursday Night Football. And this Thursday Night Football preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday Night Football. The Jacksonville Jaguars on a roll, feeling good about themselves. Quarterback ascending um, and right behind those Titans, 
after a big comeback win over the Cowboys. Travel to the Meadowlands to face the Jets, a team that continues to be competitive and compelling week after week. However, the wins have stopped coming, and they are in desperate straits as they welcome in Jacksonville. Mark, I'll start with you on this one. It was announced officially that uh, Zach Wilson will again start uh, for the Jets as as uh, Mike White and that rib injury on a short week. It just wasn't in the card. So it's the number two pick, Zach Wilson, against the number one pick, uh, Trevor Lawrence. And uh, right now that tilts heavily towards the visitors. Yeah, I kind of feel for Zach Wilson that that's going to be the endless talking point during the game and at every sort of juncture point and whatever <laughs> Zach Wilson does. It's like oh. we kind of get it. I mean, if you're watching these games, we get that these two quarterbacks are in very different spots. And so let that be. Um, I, I really look at a Jets team right now. They were five and two. They're seven and seven and a lot of missed opportunities. And I mean, it's just like each and every one of these games, you know, that fourth and one spot last week against the Lions and bang, a huge touchdown occurs. It's like there's these little inflection points for the Jets where early in the year they were winning those games and now they're falling apart. I, I want to see this defense. I think this is a great game for a very good Jets defense against a like second-year quarterback, against a team that's under a first-year head coach. They're playing really well to generate some takeaways at home mm-hmm. in a big spot. They have one takeaway since week nine. They've got the guys to do it. And I know that Sauce Gardner's going to essentially make it a 10-on-10 type game. Um, that doesn't matter so much against Jacksonville because, I mean, they have some weapons, but it's more just like find a way to make Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. That's still a possibility in this world. And this is a game that if you're the Jets, you lose this. You lose a lot of things on the perception game, too. It's the Trevor Lawrence thing. It's one team that no one believed in going north and another team going south, the Jets. And so I think this is a huge pivot point for a team and essentially spells their season right here. Yeah, they probably have to win all three to make the playoffs. That They certainly have to win two out of three. And the Jaguars are one of the teams they could be tied with in a scenario in the wild card, too, potentially. Mm-hmm. They, it's possible for Tennessee and Jacksonville again, so they'd have the tiebreaker. I find this game extremely tough to pick. I feel like the consensus is going to go with the Jaguars this week just because of how the two teams have been playing lately. But the point spread is about even. I think the Jets are a one-point favorite. You always like to be on the other side when, when everyone's pushing. And I could kind of see the Jets standing up. The Jets are a better overall team, in my mind, than the Jaguars. And I think it's a different Zach Wilson. Like, I don't think we know the Zach Wilson story exactly because his game last week, to me, was so different in shape than almost the entire rest of his career. If that had been the Zach Wilson we had seen for most of his rookie season, I think you'd, you could at least see it, like see who he is. He had six uh, big-time throws in his previous 16 games. So about the most milquetoast quarterback out there on top of all the mistakes he made in, in accuracy. In this game against the Lions alone, he had five big-time throws. He threw a lot more on rhythm. Sometimes he missed those throws on rhythm by quite a bit. So there was like a lot of down. I don't think he had like a good game, but I thought it was different. He was a little more on time and you saw some talent. And if he can get more help, like a running game, and and you mentioned the defense, then I think they they have a decent shot here. What about Zonovan Knight? Right. That's what I mean. But last game, he got nothing out of his defensive game. He's questionable. He has nothing out of his running game. And his tackles weren't playing well either. Like their pass rush. I... I guess I'm saying I, Zach Wilson showed me a little more in that last start than any start of his career. So I would say. you're right because he was attacking downfield and and connected with Garrett Wilson on a, on a few plays and even getting as frenetic as it was on that last possession, 
Um, he made some great throws to just keep them alive and give him a chance for that field goal. That said, it was an extremely erratic performance yes. from Wilson, and it was one that he threw – the one interception he threw – uh, was a terrible read where he misread the coverage and just floated uh, a pass that was easily picked off on first down with a clean pocket and Garrett Wilson flashing open as Elijah Moore is double covered in a zone. And it was just like, oh, man, this guy is killing us. And he, he misses too many throws. And yet, yes, you have some hope based on his ability to keep his eyes downfield and make some throws uh, that you didn't see in previous weeks. So we'll see. We'll In see the what matchup. version is. The Jaguars defense is bad. And well, so, so is that's the, Lions, the thing. Though. Like, I, I'm just happy that it's no longer the Jaguars. Like, now that they've won two straight, it's the Jaguars. Right. Um, but Forever. this defense, the past two weeks, they've been playing really well. They've been getting these big plays. They played the Cowboys really well. They picked him off twice. Four turnovers against the Titans, Gravedigger. I mean, I'm a little worried about their offensive line, though. That is... That's the thing that could really get them because their left tackle, Cam Robinson, he's likely out for the entire season. And then their right tackle, Duan Taylor, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's going to play, um, but this that could be something to watch in this game. Um, but it's so tight right now in that division with so, the Jaguars one game ahead of the Titans. And to your point, Mark, about the turnovers, that is the one thing that the Jets are missing right now on defense. Carl Lawson's got to make a big play. Uh, you need to get a uh, hit – Trevor Lawrence, you need to knock the ball out. Quinnen Williams, I don't know if he's playing. A short week looks is not like helping it, them. It looks like he is. It's, At least they sound like they're the hopeful. Ca- calf thing is tricky. I could see them pushing him into the lineup because the game's so important, and then you just hope that the calf holds up. He needs to be there. They, it's got to be kind of all hands on deck. And just one thing I want to point out, because I wanted to point it out on Sunday, that Sauce Gardner could be first-team all-pro uh, cornerback this year. Sauce Gardner wasn't even involved on the screen on Sunday because the Lions in their game plan, Ben Johnson, who we respect and could be a head coach candidate, said, nope, we're punting on that side of the field and DJ Shark's just not going to be in this game. And that's incredible that that's where Sauce is this uh, at this point in his career. So maybe he makes a big play. Maybe DJ, DJ Reed, somebody, maybe CJ Mosley. Somebody's got to help the offense and create short fields because the offensive line has been struggling for weeks and Zach Wilson can't do it alone. I mean, I, I just think also that if you're a Jacksonville Jaguars fan and you're 40 years old, this is a different day for you. It's It feels that way for Jets fans. If they had a quarterback, can you imagine the Jets with Trevor Lawrence had that things mm. flipped somehow and they had that? I mean, Trevor Lawrence over the last month has completely evolved and changed. And it's like you don't have a bunch of bad parenting going on in the coaching staff like a year ago. And you see how quickly he advanced. Yes, producer. I just. <gasps> oh, my <God>. oh, my God. <laughs> Mark, that's a great the point. The over. Oh, my God. That's what? it. Mark, you make a great point there about how things could have flipped because today is the two-year anniversary of the day that Frank Gore sealed the Jets' win over the Rams. Oh, I hate these late-season wins. Hey, the, two, hey, the number two pick. I hate these late-season wins for think, these bad teams. And to think that I defended you, you're not allowed to talk for the rest of the episode. Okay. No. You're out. Oh my God. You've been punished. You're grounded. See, I was looking out for you, Dan. I'm Thank shortening you. the grounding because it involved Frank Gore. I liked, you know, we have an yeah, on the show. Have well. you read about Frank Gore recently, Greg? Um, what, as a boxer? No. Well, Frank Gore is, you know, check the blotter, I guess I should say. Greg on the wrong side of history. (laughs) You're breaking bad news to me. Sorry. Oh, no. What a a great coaching matchup, though. Peterson 
Doug Peterson has kind of been in his bag lately. Like he owned Dan Quinn in that game. Like they had a stretch of plays so where they were so far ahead of what the Cowboys defense was doing in terms of misdirection and everything going against Robert Sala. I think there are spots in this Jet, Jets defense to attack up the middle. That's where they like throwing. And that's not where Sauce Gardner will be where it's like Jordan Whitehead mm. and Will Parks and their linebackers. And that's where Christian Kirk uh, tends to roam and Zay Jones. And yeah, I think you'll see a lot of that. So it's a great coach. This is I'm one nervous. of the best, most interesting games of the year, I think, because these Whoa. Are- wow. Wow. Sell it, Greggy. Whoa. Amazon check in the mail. Okay. Company man. <laughs> Here's right what I mean, here. though. We, we agree with Mike McDaniel, like kind of about loyal. December football. It's a buildup to this. Gets it. These are one of the, these are two of the teams that have kind of changed who they are all season and it's been building to this and now it's like you get to find out who's the good. real one it's Some, good sometimes i feel like it's it's a body swap comedy where the jets were the feel good um also ran team that is like charged into relevance and now all of a sudden the jaguars have kind of taken that spot that has to be a, a little frustrating for you well the good thing they play yeah, because I you, think if I'm you, picking the Jets in this game. It, should I feel good about that? They've been a very tough team to pick. No, all year. I would be very, I would be very wary of picking Zach Wilson in a primetime game with a lot of love. I got a feeling. Tough one. It's a bummer. I'm about loyal to football. He is. All right, that was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video. All right. Oh, and by the way, this is a little treat, hopefully for the listener, Keith. And Deb, my parents, are in town, staying at the house through mm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. It will be father and son handling the TNF recap <gasps> on Thursday. Me and Keith uh, from Hansis Manor breaking down Jets, Jags. And I promise to you, Jaguars fans, that I will give uh, – I will tempt. <laughs> yeah, There's going to be a lot of Jaguars talking uh, there. Balanced uh, and fair coverage towards your Jags if you come out on top of this. Uh, but, yes, me and my dad will break down TNF. Uh, no Friday fun show this week. We're going to hit it up. On Thursday night. A couple things. I think that you would not be the broadcaster that you are um, without your dad and probably what your dad talked about in the household as a child. No, I think that's just true. Oh, that's absolutely true. But secondly, any parent figure that swoops in and gives us Friday off um, will be shipped (laughs) in multiple bottles of wine. So I am a big Keith fan. There you go. Um, I'll let him know that you said that. I hope you will. I will. I mean, I mean it. Let's take a break (laughs) and then welcome in. The legend himself, Connor Orr. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All right, welcome back. You'll hear the music. Christmas is this weekend. What are we, the second, third night of Hanukkah? That's right. Jason Horowitz. Jason Horowitz, Raiders Radio. The text thread going on about the Hanukkah business. I didn't catch up till late on that. You guys are just all over this. (laughs) Just chopping it up. (laughs) Chopping up the uh, data points around when Hanukkah starts. Third day of Hanukkah by the time that conversation is over. (laughs) But anyway, let's stay focused here. It is the holiday season, and um, one of our great friends now joins us from around the NFL. Once upon a time, and now Sports Illustrated, Monday morning quarterback, a gifted 
football reporter and a hell of a man. Yeah. Connor, or are you kidding me? Are we going to talk about some holiday Woo! films from Lifetime, from from whatever, wherever, <laughs> streaming? Let's dig into it. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Hallmark, Dan. Come on. Hallmark films. Yes, of course. They are not movies. They are films. And it's funny, (laughs) Connor reached out to me, I mean, months ago. I'm talking, it might even been October. And he's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I got to come on the show and I got to talk some of these uh, Christmas movies uh, because he, you and your lovely wife, Allison, um, you guys, you, you ingest these films and you process them and and you wanted to have a, a platform to speak on it. And I am so happy that we can give that to you. So it's funny. We're uh, we're big Lifetime house, uh, but uh, mostly for the murder. And so, but then right after Halloween, it switches from murder to Christmas. That's a big and turn. It's a huge turn. Yeah. It's something that I'm very excited about, but I have to brace everybody else for it because I think we're used to so much murder. And then when you go straight into like November one, we're we're Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas all the way through uh the end of the year. So it's uh it it's 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 a good transition, but it's a tough transition. That's unbelievable, Connor. I, I, in, in a lot of ways, You're doing great. literally. And one thing, and maybe as a way, before we get into a couple of recommendations for our audience, and, and I've checked because some of the ones you sent me, I, I watched one of them. Um, I made sure to check that these are all streaming, uh, and anybody can get them. Um, did you want to touch on what are the the two kind of uh, themes? Should we do that organically during the conversation? Or do you want to use that as the bed before we get into the feast here? We can we can get into it. So yeah. I've I've kind of conveniently broken this down into actually four genres, Dan. Um, oh, good. <laughs> of and uh, the fact that almost all of them hit these notes are are really incredible. And so the first is that um, your husband is better than you think he is. Basically, oh, yes. there's oh, a, a a woman who gets a mystical huh. wish granted and wakes up in another life where she gets to marry the. And, and there's been a, several of these. So the hot art dealer, the hot sports writer. There's one with a sports writer. I'm not kidding. And, really? Uh, it's, 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 and uh, of course, I love that one. Naturally. Holiday Switch, which you recommended starring Nicole Egger, 2007. Uh, just that scenario. She goes through a washing machine and comes out the other side married to an art dealer and realizes. She goes through a washing machine? She realizes the schlub husband <laughs> back poor in her life. poor life is the man for her. And I thought that mm. was. Yeah, and a less a lesson that you know the ladies can learn from. I can't coming. believe she didn't go through a dishwasher, or a refrigerator, or a stove. Right, written by a guy. <laughs> Getting angry. All right, so that's one theme. Okay, your husband is better than you think he is. Okay, I don't mind that right. one. Yeah. Um, and I'll just so the sports writer one though. I'll just close with this. It's yeah. very funny that the moral of the story is like. Oh, like she's like, God, I wish I, I knew what life was going to be like if I married this sports writer and made it seem so glamorous, right? And then she ends up regretting it because she's like, oh, he's a jerk and he's on his phone the whole time. And it's like, yes, that's that's very true. Uh, yeah. Most of us. It's like, uh, honey, sorry, I'm right. busy. Albert Breer is calling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm never home. I work every weekend and I have a slight gambling habit. Sorry. Yep. Merry All Christmas. All right. Okay. Um, two. Next. Uh, theme two is uh, I'm I'm a big shot coming back to my small hometown and it's time to focus more on Christmas yes. and marry the girl in high school I overlooked. Oh my god, this big is fish, why I don't watch Hallmark. Big fish, small <laughs> pond. Oh, yes. is it? Um, and is the gender switch here? Is it also sometimes the woman as well who's yes. successful and comes back and says, "Well, that's not what life's about." 
Correct. So that that would touch more on Christmas in Tahoe. Uh, and so this was a very powerful female marketing executive who came、mm. back to Tahoe to save the family's Christmas hotel. And uh, uh, she hooks up with her、uh, ex-boyfriend, who's a musician, and they put on a Christmas spectacular that saves the hotel. And just、wow. so people know, who who、yeah. is that、um, actor that portrays the musician, Connor Orr? Well, it's not the actor that portrays the musician. There's a bellhop in there, played by the lead singer of Train. The lead、Whoa. singer of Train is in that one. And, and so good. My question is, how、cool. did the lead singer in Train make time to shoot this film when he's playing every NFL event, pregame shows, and whatnot? <laughs> There you go. He was he was so good.、Uh, he delivered a, an Academy worthy performance. I would I like to see. I, I would like to see like the film that happens a year later after powerful figure goes back to small little. Um, misty hometown、mm-hmm. gets swept up in this emotional drama. Then, like a year later, it's like, wait a minute, totally wrong decision. <laughs> And it、right. is trying to book the first. I also want to know, like, how bad an actor is the lead singer from Train that he couldn't be the lead guy who's the musician? Well, he probably he's probably plays the music. He, he had to prepare for like the 2014 NFL kickoff from San Francisco, probably. <laughs> Connie, and that's another one. That one's、yes. again. These are hitting some. Uh, you know, uncomfortable pressure points in terms of what are they telling the women watching this、uh, to that, do? That your career doesn't matter, and the only thing that actually does matter is having a family and making that family happy. Is that right, Connor? Is that that's、no, subliminal? Pretty accurate.、Oh. Now, now you're making me seem like I, I came here from the Patriot News Network.、Uh, no, this is not. I,、uh, I, I like these because they're very easy storylines to follow, and I'm not a smart person.、Uh, that's that's、uh, sort but of. But do you? But do you? Will you allow Connor that there is some of that messaging baked into it, perhaps at a largely female audience? Oh, 100%. I mean,、yeah. that's why、uh, you're seeing Candace Cameron Bure, who's sort of the Meryl Streep of Hallmark, coming under fire for some of her. She's got some hot takes. I when would... you kind of unleash her,、yeah. uh, it, it gets a little scary out there. I think、and、the entire. Certainly not takes I endorse. The entire network is、Don't、probably aimed at people who have already made these decisions, who are cemented in them. And must just to be confirmed by the film that they made the right decision. This all makes me a little nervous because constantly my dad is telling me around this time of year that I need to go,、uh, I need to leave NFL Network and go work at Hallmark Channel. <laughs> Great advice. As an actress, or I don't know what he thinks I'm going to do there. That would that would be great if you came for Candace Cameron Bure's、uh, crown as the queen. Wow,、um, I'm not sure I want to sit on that throne. <laughs> all right, what's the third theme? Okay, so uh, not uh, not going to make Colleen any happier.、Okay. Uh, the third theme here,、uh, but Connor is... does not endorse any of these. Colleen, let's just be <laughs> yeah, clear. Can, can, can we have like a lower third? That's like <laughs> so、no. in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>、um, the third theme is I'm a humble bookstore owner, pie store owner, coffee store owner, candy <laughs> store owner, Christmas store owner, and I'm about to get、uh, and I'm about to get swept up by the hot accountant coming to audit me. Oh, okay. That sounds kind of like a porn. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's more straightforward. Yeah, I think that's the good point. I think everyone could enjoy that. Yeah, the whole family.、That's、How did your daughter?、Uh, Evelyn is getting older. Is she old enough to watch some of these movies? We did.、Uh, we all watched、um, uh, the, a Royal Christmas together, which is that's the fourth category of just. 
straight up bangers where you're just vomiting Christmas everywhere. You put the network's biggest star on. You spend mm. a little bit of money, mm. and uh, you know Lacey Chabert from Mean Girls mm-hmm. was in it. She's pretty good. Jane that's pretty Seymour. good. Pick. Oh, that's a good booking. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and what and happens? So, They're just getting together and having Christmas. What is the theme for number so, four? It's got to be some Lace- drama point. <laughs> Lacey Chabert is a humble tailor's assistant who's dating her run-of-the-mill college boyfriend. And then, surprise, guys, her college boyfriend is actually a prince of a small country. Stop. Oh, oh yeah. The old yes. switcheroo. Being yeah. poor. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like coming to America? I don't get that. So all along, she didn't realize he just went through, floated through high school as a secret, a secret royal? Okay. He floated through college as a secret prince. Eddie Murphy yes. might be able to sue the screenwriters I mean, of that particular it's, it's, yeah. franchise. It's in reverse, though. You know, she proved her real love for him because she didn't know he was a prince. You see, this he is all making role. me want to murder. Like, the, I know that <laughs> it, Hallmark is murder and then Christmas, but for some reason, Christmas is making me feel murder. Is there? I understand that. We want to get that out of you, though. Is there a, a point in those films where there's a misunderstanding when it, where it appears that the partner uh, was in it for the wrong reasons and he's like, no, but you don't understand. I loved you before I knew you were the prince. Like, no, the the, the other r- romantic rival framed it to look otherwise. Any of that mm, dynamic yeah. going on? So it would, it would kind of be the, uh, uh, the other thing that you would expect it to be, which is uh, Jane Seymour, who's the queen of this small nation, doesn't accept Lacey as uh, royalty. Of course, and, of course. Yeah. And so then, you know, she has to kind of work her way into royalty, but also like, uh, you know, Jane Seymour's got to eat a cheesesteak because they're from Philly. And so, you know, there's- Oh, shoot. Khalid's back in. (laughs) All right. Um, Can I just say the the film I watched, Holiday Switch, 2007, Nicole Eggert. um, This really made an impact on you. It actually kind of did. And I I sat down and watched it with my wife. And when it was over, and I guess this is the biggest endorsement I could give it, I felt a little better. I am concerned for you, Dan. How did Emily feel? She, uh, you know what? I think she kind of was into it a little bit too. And we had some fun watching it, you know, poking at certain plot elements or actors that were maybe a little outclassed. I think that's the fun of the films for me, which is, yes, sometimes it's a shoestring budget or it's an actor you haven't seen in a while and then bang, they're in a lead role. And for instance, Eggert, I thought, gave an excellent performance in Switch. I think she really nailed it. And uh, it's a reminder that, yeah, maybe the gigs dry up, but when you get the opportunity, you could shine. She's there grown as a thespian, too. Maybe she's been working on a craft behind the scenes. It's know? a little bit, for those roles, Connor, these leads, they're pretty dramatic roles. and They're meaty roles in which they're, the emotions are all over the place. And if you don't have the right person there, maybe that's why the lead singer Train was stuck as a bellboy. He didn't have that dynamic range. Well, you, you listen to so I watched Christian Bale give a speech on sort of uh, the 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 way that he arrived at some of his most uh, famous characters. And I would say in Nicole Eggert's case, like there is no studying that you can do. This has never happened in right. life. And right. so you have to just go head first and plunge into the washing machine. Right. And you're not going to know <laughs> Come out how the other it side. works, how it happens. And, and it's all it's all feel. And if anything. What what else is being an actor but but going with your heart and your gut there? Very now good. there was a was there like a magical spin cycle? She like spun it too far around well, and it landed on a crazy they didn't button. Have the How budget. did that work? If, in, in an ideal situation, they would have had a um, some type of interstitial where you see her traveling through dimensions, but yeah, they right. did, the budget didn't have that. So literally, she goes in a crappy uh, washing machine in a basement and comes out in a mansion on the in a different but washing machine. But you have machine. to return back through the other side of the washing right. machine to get back, right? Because I've always wondered, question. what is yeah. permanent press? Maybe that's it. 
<laughs> I would say it. I would say check your settings closely <laughs> if you're looking for an escape in your life and and look up Holiday Switch, which you can get quite cheap on many streamers. Wow, gonna watch it tonight. See, I, I, it seems like we could all make that jump to Hallmark mm-hmm. one day if we mm-hmm. wanted to. Connor, anything else you want to share uh, before we say goodbye? And this has been incredibly enlightening. If you want to maybe, uh, whether here or through your social media, let people know what films to target if they want to go down this road, uh, this is the opportunity. Okay. Um, so, I mean, listen, it's Hallmark, right? So you just turn on Hallmark and it's Christmas <laughs> movies all the time. You can't mm-hmm. go wrong. And, you know, you, you, get, you can come for the plot lines, but you stay for the bones of each movie which are identical right which is that something happens the couple drifts apart comes together at christmas uh shares one dry kiss and then the movie is over and <laughs> oh. so uh, so that's it and if you're looking for bone dry repe- bone dry um and if you're just looking for repetitive um non-thinking stuff i mean it's great you know i'll have thursday night football on one on one window and then i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna have my hallmark up on another window it's gonna be great connor it reminds me of uh this tweet that i saw over the weekend um this guy he he wrote that i I forced a bot to watch over a thousand hours of hallmark christmas movies and then asked it to write a hallmark christmas movie of its own and um actually has a script here so do you mind if I share a little oh, bit of that? Oh, we would love. Okay. I would love yeah, to you hear it. Yeah, critique it. Okay. So the movie is called The Christmas on Christmas. And this is from Keaton Patty. Um, so you guys should all follow this person because um, they are hilarious. Okay. So The Christmas on Christmas. Um, and it takes place <laughs> at a small town snow globe refillery. We see a single <laughs> mother refilling snow globes with Christmas juice. She is widow. Her husband died in every war. Ooh. Single mother. <laughs> I refill snow globes better than Jesus Claus, yet still my (laughs) twins are dad free. Why? They need double dad. Businessman enters the shop. He wears clothes that cost money. His hands are briefcases. He's Hallmark hot. The single single mother says, hi, do your snow globes lack wet? Hurry, Christmas attacks soon. (laughs) (laughs) Businessman has flashback to when he was business boy. A Christmas tree explodes his family on purpose. He now hates trees and Christmas and explosions. He exits the flashback. Businessman says, shut your sound. I am from huge city. I bought your (laughs) land and I'm turning it into an oil resort. Uh, That's the antagonist. Mm -hmm. And then the single mother says, rude behavior. This is a family business. I sell families. I am widow. My husband is now bones. Single mother points to her <laughs> husband's bones in the corner of the room. They are all gift wrapped in eggnog. This is amazing. <laughs> There's more, but I mean, it is, it's, that's the best. Uh, the Hallmark hot dad. I feel like that's like Blake Shelton. Hallmark I hot, yeah. I think is a thing. Yeah. Well, it shifts from, I feel like it's a fun kind of identifier of where we're at societally, right? Because if you look at movies from like 2007 and then 2015 and then 2022, the body type and sort of the desirability of the person is is completely different, Hmm. right? And so they're sort of adjusting with the trends and and the times, you know? And that's what you need. You need to keep adjusting. Even in the world of Hallmark films, you got to adjust with the times. But the the kisses always bone dry, bone dry. Connor, you've said it all. Wrapped in eggnog. Um, <laughs> hit up Connor if you want some recommendations on Christmas films. I will be uh, checking out Christmas Detour. 
Um, I plan. Yes. I, I plan. What Classic. Is, what is the uh, the train guy one? The uh, Christmas in Tahoe. Christmas in Tahoe. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Have a Merry Christmas, my friend, and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you soon. Happy holidays, friends. Merry Thanks, God. Connor. Merry Christmas. See you, Connor. Wow. Oh, I miss him. I know. He's the best. Can we just have him in here? Can we have just him? Like, we'll put him in the corner. I feel like that his, was his bones Connor's in the dream. Bones in the corner with the eggnog wrapping. <laughs> to to come on and not even have a hint towards football. That's what Connor wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we needed that, Mark. And I would say that maybe this Christmas season, give one of those films a try. In fact, Holiday Switch, 2007, Nicole Eggert. And a, a man, a husband looks suspiciously like John Ritter to the point you look him up and it's like, oh, we played John Ritter in an unauthorized Threes Company Holiday uh, Switch TV film from 2003. I'm writing this down. Holiday Switch. Holiday, Holiday Switch. Switch. I feel like that could bring up multiple things on a Google search, but no, I'm going to... Uh, it will only bring up the 2007 that. film, I hope, okay. with Nicole Eggert. If you could just watch it and let me know if it, anything... I'll report back to if you. If you feel from yeah. it. I am susceptible to these That's these why I'm films. curious. Yeah. I think you could be. I, well, I am. Because the pathos of the Edgar performance does land for me. I wrote it down. All right. We Anything have some, else? Uh, developing news. What? Uh-oh. Based on a story. This you better be mentioned. If it's not earlier. about a Christmas movie, I am leaving. It's a two pronged <laughs> story. The Ravens have claimed veteran Sammy Watkins off no. waivers on Problem Tuesday, in part because, or possibly because, Devin Duvernay left practice on Tuesday with a foot injury, and there is concern it could be significant, according to Hellraiser. Liz Frank. The Ravens That's got Liz Frank written all over it. She never takes a holiday off. Um, (laughs) Harlot. Uh, That stinks. I think the Ravens are cooked, by the way. I think this is going down a a bad path. Did you hear the story? He's kind of barely been playing lately. It's been... Rough what out does there that say, receiver? considering there? Uh, did you see the, yeah. the news? Got Sammy Watkins and Deshaun Jackson. That someone papered the outside of their facility with like fire Greg Roman flyers. <gasps> no, uh, I did their not offensive see that. coordinator, um, and it was you know led to people asking John Harbaugh, "Are you planning to make any changes to your staff?" And then someone else on the staff actually Instagrammed a photo of one of the flyers before it was quickly Tyus taking Bowser. it down. It was the the pass rusher. Uh, oh, he did. And it's like, what are we doing? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why are we, why are we amplifying that? He deleted it. It was unclear <laughs> no. if like he supported it, but he just said, okay. Just, yeah, I don't know about like that one, Sounds like the act Tyus. of a child gang. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's <laughs> interesting. Sammy Watkins, I don't know, man. I don't know if he gets open anymore. All of my wives are bones. That is America. <laughs> but I must make money for my twins to live. They are a prince. Single mother. <laughs> I, too, own twins. Please, don't have bought my land. Christmas is today, businessman. Laugh. I bought Christmas and now it is never unless we go on dates. <gasps> Single mother. I cannot date because of a snow curse. I pray Santa helps me. Santa cannot help. She did not know, but Santa was her husband. Santa is bones. Bones help nobody. The bones are the money. That was a dangerous plot twist. Wait, <laughs> so Santa's dead? Is it Santa's, Santa's dead Santa's and his passed. bones are... Santa, not bones and all. Wow. Yeah. No longer just a mythical figure. That breaks my brain reading each of the sentences. It's so funny. <laughs> but I would watch the film. All right. Thank you, everybody, uh, for checking out another episode of Around the NFL. We'll be back on Thursday with the Week 16 
preview episode. How about that? And then TNF recap with Keith at night. Sounds fun. Heed the call. All right, welcome back, everyone, to episode two of the Heat and Light podcast. This is Mark Sessler joined, as always, well, really only the second time, I guess it's still always, by Connor Orr. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Oh, my God. I'm, uh, I'm doing well. I'm getting ready for the weekend, you know, gearing up. We like to do this on Friday because once we wrap this up, we can kind of coast through <laughs> a rather brain-dead uh, last few hours on the shift in the newsroom and kind of snow under our, our employer on that front. And then it's the weekend. Then we start, to, uh, we start to imbibe liquors. We start to be out in the sun. So that's fun. I know, Connor, this week imbibe we... Um, be out in the sun. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.